I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, episode 34 went so well that I decided to do a little prep work uh, before episode 36, this episode, and uh, I had 30 drinks. That, that's great. And I'm going to be incoherent. Uh, I didn't actually have 30 drinks. I only had two drinks. Uh, but that's two drinks more than I usually have before the podcast starts. That, that is true. We're, we're, we're doing it on a weird night. Mm-hmm. I was I was out of town. I took a little I took a little mm-hmm. jaunt over so the weekend a, and uh, wasn't wasn't here for our regular recording. So yeah, so, and this yeah. is normally the night that you uh, do your independent projects because you're home alone. Uh, yes, my uh, uh, independent projects. Uh, you couldn't see it uh, there at home, but I made a little jerking off motions mm-hmm. just then. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is my independent project for tonight. I, I've mm-hmm. I've decided that it's I basically the same thing. So much to. T- <laughs> going to share it with you, Roy. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to? Oh, <clears throat> all kinds of things. But uh, tonight, in order to uh, get ready for the podcast, I, I took a nap. And it was really hard for me to uh, leave leave my bed so then I would come here. Yeah, nighttime naps are dangerous. Yeah. Usually yeah. if I take a nap, uh, well, usually if I take a nap, it means that I have the flu. Um <laughs> Because that's the only time I ever In really general. do it. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I don't I, like naps. I half the time I, I do like naps. Take a nap. I wake up and I just am. I feel like a groggy zombie for until I go to sleep. Hmm. Again, yeah, that's terrible. like daytime drinking for you. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I don't do anything. I don't do anything a little bit at a time, Roy. Hmm. Like you go all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if I get a cold, I'm like this cold is not enough. I am getting AIDS. <laughs> right. Full blown. Um. <clears throat> On on the way over here, I, I turned onto your street and I saw a strange sign that was uh, tacked to a bush in front of someone's house, and it was uh, it looked like it was made out of um, that brown packaging paper, and on it uh, painted in large letters, which I assumed it was for a uh, high school uh, candidate of some kind because it looked like it was written by or a car wash maybe yeah something like that. <clears throat> A nighttime uh, residential car wash where they also sell crystal meth. And uh, on it was were written these words, which um, I may be wrong in what they said, but I wasn't going to get out of the car to uh, ex- read them exactly. But large letters that said, I lost cat, gray cheese. Wow. Okay. So that woman came to my house the other night. Um, normally, oh, okay. yeah, normally I do not uh, answer the door to strangers when the right. doorbell rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, because I mean, it's never, it's never anything good as <laughs> it's as, never you know, a candy gram the way that sure. you expect. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's never like, oh, free, free stripper. Like none of you guys, none of my coworkers ever send me a free stripper. Do you really want that? House. I mean, we could make that house? happen. No, I probably don't. Okay. <laughs> that would probably just be weird and awkward. Anyway, this woman showed up and I was like, um, okay, see, I moved to this neighborhood, this nice neighborhood. So random Mexican women won't ring my doorbell. And I assumed she was going to try to sell me something. I don't I think I put up a no solicitor sign and I think that actually got rid of most of the people who rang my doorbell. But anyway, she was like uh, she in in extremely broken English. Was she trying to sell you something? She was not, I don't think, okay. unless it was a, unless it was a, a, a real subtle con. Um, she she explained to me in broken English that her cat ran away several days ago uh, and that someone told her that they saw two girls ages 10 and 13 uh, pick up her cat, put it in a stroller, and take it inside. <laughs> oh, and and christen it Mr. Nibbles. Uh, yes, and she said that the cat is very old and blind. 
Uh, oh. And she's just desperately trying to, to find her cat. Yeah. So I, I haven't. Is the cat's name uh, Gray Cheese? I don't know. She said it was it was a gray uh, cat. It's possible she just does not know what the word cheese means. Okay. Uh, maybe she thinks it means blind, uh, which makes sense, right? Because when the photographer says, say cheese, that's right, right before the light flashes and that blinds, blinds you. you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> this is what I would do if I didn't speak a language. I would just start making up really weird connections between things and pretending that those were the words for whatever I was trying to express. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're going to come up with something. Something, yeah. Or at least, you know, eventually you'll get a reputation as being that crazy guy that uses words that don't mean the thing that he thinks that they mean. So do you think that this lady uh, then lives at that house and that she wrote this sign, this large sign that says, I lost cat? Because it says, I lost cat. So I, know then, my, I know my Republican is showing here, but I don't, I don't imagine that there are a lot of people who don't speak English that live in this neighborhood. Could always marry into it. Okay, sure. Sure. Could always be somebody's mother. Okay, that's also that's also true. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's somebody's mother. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to go the um, more uh, stereotypical route, you could uh, say you could always be somebody's housekeeper. Well, because you'd be I'm somebody's sure that housekeeper this... who then he left his wife for. Yes, and you moved in that too. Yeah, because I mean, some of those mm-hmm. guys are old. Yeah, mm-hmm. old people leave old people all the time. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying I imagine like an old guy. Like I wouldn't want to have sex with a housekeeper. Like the house. I mean, well, first of all, I wouldn't want to have sex with my housekeeper because my housekeeper just fucking ran off. Um, asked, asked for a month's pay in advance and then never showed up again. What if uh, she's barely legal? Uh, well, OK, so I'm, I, I get what you mean, right? Mm-hmm. With the barely, barely mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Uh, natural, <laughs> barely naturalized <laughs> Latinas. Um, anyway, but if I was an old man, that might, you know, if I were, say, if I were, say, 90 years old, then maybe the 60-year-old cleaning lady would look as sexy to to me as a five-year-old does to me now. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You know, just put it into context. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Just kidding about uh, the thing that I said about being a Republican and being attracted to five-year-olds. Please, please don't call the cops and or Ralph Nader on me. (laughs) (laughs) Because Ralph Nader has a list of everyone who... uh, Yeah. Yeah, is people, independent people and should, then says who shouldn't be conservative but are he goes around and hits him in the knees um i want to thank everyone for their uh heartfelt uh congratulations and whatnot of uh, the baby i keep feeling waves of congratulations for you welling up inside me again earlier today you, you when you left work to go to the doctor's appointment with your wife part of me was like yep there goes roy leaving work again but then the other part of me was like aww. <laughs> I went uh, to her appointment so I could listen to a heartbeat. Yeah? Yeah, and Which, it sounds like a, a clock in water. Wait, so do you mean you like to go with her so that you can sneak off into another room, put on the stethoscope, and press it against your dick? So that yeah. you can listen to your... My heartbeat. Your heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ch- yeah if you get it excited, you can hear it there. <clears throat> hear it there. Uh, so did no. you hear a baby's heartbeat? Yeah, I did. I, I even put it on my on my phone. How old does a baby have to be to get a heart? Uh, pretty young. It's younger than you would think. Wait, does it have eyes yet? Yes. Hmm. At this point, uh, everything is there that is going to be there. Okay. And it just develops further. And that was happened like two weeks ago, okay. maybe something like that. And the heartbeat starts a lot earlier than uh, you can hear, because Corinne's heart is so loud that you can't hear the baby. The because baby has her, to be because big of enough. her deep and uh, abiding love for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. The the depth of her patience. Mm-hmm. For yes, you. she is very patient. Makes her heart heartbeat fast and strong and loud. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to talk about. Uh, you gave me a, a 2012 tractor calendar. I did. That was pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know if our listeners know about this because mm-hmm. uh, we've never had a New Year's on this program. Yeah, uh, we have this long tradition. Yeah. Uh, my uh, so my family thought that I was uh, making fun of them uh, once several years ago mm-hmm. uh, when my grandpa had this little stack of uh, calendars with pictures of awesome tractors. Mm-hmm. In it, and in this case, the first one was really awesome because they were like these crazy hot rod tractors. Mm-hmm. They were tractors that people had like muscled up. I don't know if I ever saw that one. Yeah, okay. Um, but anyway, and then uh, the every year since then, and this has been like six years, I guess, something like since that. Since this happened, uh, my grandpa just dutifully goes down to the farm services uh, building. Uh, what you know, he goes there anyway. He's not making a special. He actually might be making a special trip just for for me at this point. Really, he gets really excited about it. He mm-hmm. he gets them in the mail. Like as soon as they come out, he goes down there. He gets two of them. He puts them in an envelope and he mails them to my mom to to give to us because he knows that I like it. Yeah. Also, one for each of right. us. Did he also think you were gay? I doubt it. No, okay. I can't. That probably just never occurred to him. No. Okay. Yeah. Because that that happened for a long time when when oh, they were sure. roommates. Oh sure, I mean that. I think that happens all the time anyway, right? Sure, and, just you know, like even walking when we down were, the street. Even or, when we were both married to women, everybody was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. boy, that's a they're yeah. going a they're going a really long way for the sake of this fiction that nobody's buying." Yeah, that's true. Yeah, especially me. I'm having a baby. Yeah, yeah. And I just I decided it was so important to me that people think that we weren't gay uh, that I decided to lose all of my money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did a good job. I know. Uh, I believe you now. I know. See, that's the thing. Gay people have more money than other people, so I that's couldn't true. have I couldn't have that's that true. evidence piling yeah. up against me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, uh, never. We never were gay. Um, the, there was the girl at at my work who uh, I, I realized I'd been friends with her for like six months. And then we mm-hmm. had a conversation where it slowly dawned on me that she thought that I was gay and that you and I were a couple. And she mm-hmm. said, if it makes you feel any better, Zach, I thought that you were probably the guy. Yeah, that doesn't make me feel <laughs> and, better. And I said, no, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't make me feel better. Well, what was interesting is after that conversation, uh, she stopped being able to hang out with you because her husband yeah, was her husband, jealous. Her husband found out that. And then I looked back on that uh, friendship and realized that there were a couple times when I totally could have probably slept with her. Really? Yeah. And so it's like some like it hot. Yeah. Well, I have no idea what that means. Oh, that's uh, uh, it's like uh, by the waterfront. Mm-hmm. It's like last tango you could in have, Paris. You could have been I, a contender. Thought, you you know, could have made her fuck a pig. Is I just yep. Uh, one of the times when I was shoving a stick of butter up her ass, I was like, you know, this girl would probably do other things. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> this is just weird. Like I, I thought it'd be funny to right. put a stick and of butter not, up somebody's ass. No, no, it, no, no, no it's, it's a really very like, intimate act. Yeah, you're just like, who's gonna, who's gonna clean this? I mean, I like realistically i probably should because i have you started I have it, to imagine right? she's doing this for my benefit right mm-hmm. i can't think she likes this because she didn't ask you but then right? again she is the woman so i mean when mm, when it's yeah. time to clean up the well, butter i bring home the bacon she uh-huh. cleans up the butter i see mm-hmm. uh, no looking back on that uh i maybe uh maybe that girl's husband was right to uh be jealous to be a little suspicious uh, i didn't know i was completely oh i, see. I was completely you were oblivious. oblivious yeah but in 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 retrospect i think like mm-hmm. huh okay that she would have sought something if she had proof that you were not gay 
Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even if I was. Maybe and she once wanted, she had Maybe proof. she wanted to convert me. Maybe that was the, that was the problem. Oh, maybe the, maybe I, I was a challenge. And yeah. I just didn't know because I didn't, you know, that I don't, I don't ever know anything about anything. Think oh, about all the know. girls we could have slept with in There's our lives. A lot. Think yeah. about all the married women. Uh, think about all the marriages we could have ruined. Yeah. A I lot. Mean, I've only managed to ruin one. Yeah. Your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no one else's though? I don't think so. Oh. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe somebody gets addicted to playing Kingdom of Loathing and then their spouse leaves them. Mm, that's not your fault. You don't think? No. Even even though I put subliminal messages in it, uh, don't take out the trash. Mm-hmm. Dot com. Fuck as many women as you can. Yeah, fuck a lot of fuck a lot of high school girls while you're married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, actually, those are the, the 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 messages that I send out to all of my game playing audience to fuck a lot of high school girls. Those are totally super liminal. I don't I don't bother hiding that message at all. Mm-hmm. No. Um, it's on the front page, isn't so it? So your baby has a heartbeat. Yeah, baby has a heartbeat. It Does it sound, sound okay? Like, it sounded fine. Can they detect mitral valve prolapse? At I this don't stage? think so. No, um, it's uh, at 19 weeks that they do more stuff. Is it difficult in this day and age to avoid finding out the gender of your child? You have to be very explicit about it and tell them um, because this wasn't an ultrasound; it was just like a thing that allows you to hear the heartbeat and then at the next ultrasound you have to tell them before you start anything you don't want to know okay because they make you turn away and you have to tell like everybody i have never really been under the impression that the average person would even be able to tell like from what i've seen it's always like oh and see this thing here that's your baby's dick yeah it's not or that's where your baby's dick would be if your baby had a dick but it doesn't (laughs) Because it's a girl or because it just doesn't have a yeah, dick? Because, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it inherited your condition of being a total dickless moron. Um, and now the technology is so good that you can tell and you do have to turn away. Uh, my sister-in-law showed me an ultrasound from her latest thing. And it is creepy how uh, defined it is because it is, you know, you can tell hair and you know the whole yeah i don't like it we'll occasionally see a picture on somebody's facebook uh page where it's like oh check it out this is the this is like it looks like a clay sculpture Mm -hmm. of a lumpy baby (laughs) right yeah Um, and it's like yep this thing is turns out babies are lumpy this thing is growing inside me and i went to the doctor because i was kind of freaked out but then he was like nope that's supposed to be there oh god yeah uh so that yeah it's gross what are you gonna what are you gonna do if you accidentally find out are you gonna be? Are you gonna start over? <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna just me- to send send Corinne off to Mexico and find a new woman to marry and impregnate? Uh huh. Yeah, I'll send her away for yeah. a year yeah. and then uh, marry somebody else. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I signed yeah. up for a I signed up for a uh, for a for a delivery room surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none deliver. of this. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if I find out, then uh, I find out. I guess you know, at some point, I'm gonna know the baby's gender, right? I expect. Sure. One, it like eventually one, happens. Yeah, once it graduates from high school. Yeah, maybe. I think so. Uh, you know, I think that if I uh, if I have a baby and it turns out to be a girl, I would rather not know that. Really? You just, just raise it as a boy? Just ever. And... Well, no. I mean, I, I, I'm not planning on being all that involved, right? So I, I, I have to oh. imagine that I could probably, like... I have to wait until I get so old that I just don't care anymore or my daughter gets uh-huh. so old that I don't care anymore, mm-hmm. right? Because like, right. if I had a daughter that was like 30, I would be like, okay, I guess you can have sex if you want, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, there's, it's not going to be like... You feel that she has to ask you permission. It's not going to be like a biker 
or something, you know, or like some football kid or whatever that's going to neither of those guys want to have sex with a 30 year old gal. You know, it'll just okay. be like it'll just be like an accountant or a. So she's guy. still going to be in high school when she's thirty. No, no, no. Okay, she'll, she'll be she'll be done there. Okay. Um, yeah, but I'm probably not going to go to the graduation because I might accidentally find out her gender. Oh, see, it's, yes. it gets it gets tricky. I mean, you mm-hmm. gotta yeah. I'm thinking Darth Vader mask only uh, not actually be able to see through the the eyes because mm-hmm. I think that'd be for funny, yourself or the baby for me for me yeah okay because that'd be that'd be like a funny thing if I pretended oh uh, uh, <laughs> baby I am your father also right. we give uh, sorry we have to give it a gender non-specific name um, right so what would you choose oh uh, Terry <laughs> Terry yeah huh. Terry well you know I've been thinking a lot about uh, baby names and this is something that. Um, I've been having trouble because Corinne keeps springing baby names on me when we're like watching Deadwood or something, and I get very confused. And, and it's like swear engine. Yeah, no. I mean, if it was a Deadwood baby, it, you know, it'd be named something like cocksucker, yeah, cocksucker, motherfucker, Watson. <laughs> um, but I've been thinking about uh, baby names, and we very much want to have a baby name which is. Um, the same in English and Spanish and doesn't have a translation. Uh, so she, you know, has been looking for names that are like that. And I have a hard time with that. And I've myself been looking for names that are, um, you know, languageless. Rico Suave Wasson. Rico Suave. Uh, yeah, I guess that, that is the same in, in both, both oh, languages. Right sure. Right. Uh, you know, uh, one, one trick, a French word. Menage a trois, Wasson. <laughs> I think that's the same in both English and Spanish. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's the universal name. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I thought of one today. R- Rondre is definitely not. R- Rondre, <laughs> yep. Yeah, the combination of the uh, Ronald and Andre. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, well, you know, actually, I'm looking at my list right now of baby names that I wrote down. I realize that not all of them are the same in English and Spanish because I wrote down gear shift and I, I'm okay. pretty sure that it, that, that would be L gear shift. Yes. <laughs> El gear shift though. Um, I also wrote down Harry Potter. I thought, uh, you know, I'm a big fan. Right. But is there no Harry in, uh, in Spanish? No, it's his name, Harry Potter. Okay. Pelo. <laughs> Peloso. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and but I did come up with the proper name, which doesn't have a translation, which is Gandalf. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. right. That's the same in, in both English and Spanish. I don't know how much of that story uh, is serious, um, so it's it's a little hard for me to respond. What, what do you mean? Give me uh, an example uh, of a name that is the same in both English and Spanish, because I don't I don't really know what that means. Oh, Roy is the same. Uh, Peter translates to pe- Pedro. Y- yes. So that right. changes. So you want one that doesn't have, doesn't have a translation. I did not realize that Roy Roy is the same is the same. I, mm-hmm. Okay, I just assumed that Roy was not a name in Spanish. Mm, well, like I do mean, Mexicans name their kids Roy? Um, I I guess so. After me, so yeah. But I mean, Roy is like a, the French word for king, right? So sure, but it's that's not a Spanish word. I know because it'd be Ray, mm-hmm. but not Ray. Not Ray, Roy. Ray. The, I mean, there are exceptions when there are so names that, that come does from. Not, do, do you you want one that not that is the same, but that does not have an equivalent? Does that is not different. have. Okay, exactly. So, I mean, you could, but just, you know, Braden uh, Paloma would remain the same. But you know, I mean, there that is an equivalent. That's, that's not a name. It is a name. 
Uh, yeah, you, you used to tutor Ra- her. Raul is. A- <laughs> uh, Raul, yeah, Ra- Raul wouldn't translate. I don't think that Paloma is a is a stereotypical Japanese name. <laughs> Roy, if that was if that was the joke that you were trying to make, uh, the girl that I used to tutor was named Yukino. No, uh, you used to tutor someone named Yukino. Yes. <laughs> no, the girl next door when we lived at um, Palm Villas. Her name was Pamela, not Paloma. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh. You're dyslexic and a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> She's totally legal now. Yeah, but not. She has not been for that long. This was mm-hmm. a. I don't remember if we've told this story on the podcast, but when Roy and I first moved to Phoenix. Uh, our neighbor had a daughter. Mm-hmm. They're a uh, Colombian. Yeah. Right. And and so this girl, we, we saw this girl and we were like, huh, yeah, that girl, that girl is going to be legal in a couple of years and she's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. And uh, then later we found out that she was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because looks, you were tru- tutoring her in math. I wasn't. No, I was not no? tutoring her in anything. Didn't they ask you to she go over, over? She came by and asked if she could use my computer to type up a paper. And oh. it turned out to be a sixth grade social studies <laughs> paper. <laughs> Um, okay, I I always got it the <clears throat> got it wrong. Yeah, no, I didn't ever actually speak to. I, I when she showed up, I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I don't. I didn't. I I wasn't even going to answer the door because it's never I didn't anything. Order a stripper. It's never anything good? Yeah, I didn't order an underage Colombian stripper. Ah, uh, wow, Roy. <laughs> you know, um, I realize now that her aunt really wanted to have sex with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, life is full of these regrets. Yeah, Roy. And I was twenty four at the time, and I think she was forty seven. Okay, that sounds like a number that you were making up. As she you were seemed saying. like she was in her forties. The the older one or the younger mm, one? The older one. Okay. How old do you think the younger one was? Mm, our age. <laughs> yeah, she 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 then was our age now. How depressing is that? Uh, I don't uh, know. Her Pamela's daughter probably is probably still hot. not even old enough to drink. No, I guess she is because that was like 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, uh, man. Awesome. We're going to like double hell. Mm. Roy, uh, before we before you and I uh, head off to hell in a handbasket, uh, let's let's make sure that the people who need our help in this case, uh, they've asked for our help via a whole bunch of phone calls, which is exciting. to yeah, us. We really exciting. enjoy the shows. And I don't know why it's exactly the same, but it just feel when I play the phone mm-hmm. call, it feels different than if I had just read something that somebody had written. It, it, it puts a more human face. Yes. On the person that we're about to ruin their life. Well, um, I think this is the reason. Uh, when we speak, uh, we are speaking into people's ears because listening to podcasts is a very uh, intimate, personal thing. You know, like we're right there with you in your living room right, or on the treadmill or the whatever. Exactly. Or fart into the microphone. Um, so when people call in, it's like they're speaking directly to us. That's it becomes how it feels an, it like becomes to an me. interactive thing. Mm-hmm. It becomes like a public access show or like. Uh, a, revi- a tent revival. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's get to listening to some of these calls and get to helping some of these people. But before we do that, Roy, let's have a cocktail. Let's do it. So this week's cocktail is, uh, uh, you know, th- this actually flows squid from ink. what we were talking about is El Presidente. Yeah, I think you're not supposed to use dark rum for this because yeah, this is a this is a foul looking concoction. It tastes pretty good though. It looks tough, is what it, it looks well, like. Well, I don't know. Yours. It looks a, like you're drinking something industrial. Yours has a cherry sticking out of the top of it. Yeah, it's it's a black uh, and around the edges where the light shines through it, it's got a little bit of a greenish tint. It mm-hmm. looks like uh, yeah, yeah, like maybe maybe you accidentally poured some concentrated degreaser. Right. Into a martini glass. Um, so the recipe, there were a bunch of recipes for this. 
Uh, but the one that I used was the one that had the had the uh, simple proportions, which was uh, one, uh, well, two parts. <coughs> excuse me. I remember earlier when I said yeah, I shouldn't I do remember. I, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners, and I'm sorry, Roy. Because <laughs> you'll be listening to this one day. I, I will. Uh, so it's two parts rum, one part blue curacao. Uh, Curacao. It's it's that C with the little dangly thing. Curacao. Curacao. Uh, one part dry vermouth and then a splash of grenadine. And then mm-hmm. you garnish it with a cherry and an orange peel, but I didn't have an orange peel. Um, it would actually probably help to have an orange peel in there. The The orange peel that you put in a Manhattan lends a surprising amount of flavor. Yeah, flavor to it. Really? Like you definitely know that it's there when huh. you're drinking it. Yeah. So um oh man it's getting it's getting to the season where i'm gonna have some real citrus we could probably use the lemons now oh it's, that's it's true a, it's a little early they're still a little bit green but i bet they're tasty let's wait another week okay let's not go out right now let's not mm-hmm. stop the show change mm-hmm. the cocktail change presidents midstream yeah you don't yeah. do that yeah you don't change horses midstream yeah that's what lincoln said Mm-hmm. Lincoln, the president of Mexico, mm-hmm. El Presidente del Mexico. Um, we went up. Uh, we went up to Prescott, and we're, we went to the historical society museum thing up there. The, the Charlotte, Charlotte Hall, Hall Museum. It's not really a historical society, I guess. It was a woman who decided to become a one-woman historical society. She also wrote a lot of poetry about the ranch. Right. Well, I mean, that's where the territorial courthouse was. Yeah. Because, uh, I recall learning in Arizona history that the territorial capital was established in Prescott by mistake. Uh, really? That it, was supposed to be mistake. In, that it was supposed to be set up in Phoenix. And they sent word like, all right, set up the territorial capital where there's a big thumb-shaped mountain. And they were talking about a different mountain. Camelback. here. And they went and set it up by Thumb Butte, which huh. was a sort of a small thumb-shaped butte. I see. Um because why isn't the state? Why isn't it the state capital? If it was the territorial capital, why would they suddenly have changed the state capital to a new? Well, I was told then later on um, that Tucson was more established, and then so was Prescott. So there was a compromise made, and they set it up. They set up the state capital in the middle of the desert. In the middle, where no and one lived. Uh, before it was called Phoenix, it was called Pumpkin Patch. Hmm. Cool. That was the official name of uh, the city that I live in. Did you know that the uh, the Mormons? Uh, it came within a hair's breadth of the city that I live in being named Xenos. X E N O S. Xenos. Yes. Oh, that's too bad. I know. I would love to live in. Imagine if we said right now. I say, oh yeah, I live in Mesa, and it's kind of embarrassing because mm-hmm. I assume that people will think I'm Mormon, and I'm like, which is worse, people thinking that Roy and I are gay, or people thinking that I'm a Mormon? Yeah, that's true. Um, it's or hard a Republican. To yeah. Uh, Xenos. Xenos. Is that a Mormon thing? Oh, Xenos. Pro- probably. Prophet or planet or yeah, probably an alien. One of the aliens. Oh, okay. Magic. He's. It's. It's the brand of magic underwear. That protect you from alien mm. masturbation rays. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I went on that trip. Uh, I I, uh, I had some of the, the the best beer in the world, which is the uh, Ponderosa IPA from the Prescott Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I actually believe that that's the best beer in the world. I don't. It's fun to pretend. Mm-hmm. You don't like it. You probably like the porter, you sissy. I don't like IPAs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's because you can't. They handle... taste like drinking perfuma. Oh yeah, perfuma. Mm-hmm. Perfuma. Is that what they call it in in, in Italy? <laughs> they taste uh, like a perfuma. Yeah. It's a meatball scented perfume. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you're wrong. It's the best beer. I don't think so. See, you I wasn't said sure. that. You don't know. Uh, right, but now I do. Now, okay. in the face of no, adversity, the I courage see. of my convictions becomes clear. Okay. Um, yeah, I know. You don't like uh, you don't like the hops. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste flowery to me. It, it does doesn't, to it me. It doesn't taste sweet or perfumey the way that other people characterize it to me. It's just all, all I get is a sort of like a citrus and a bitterness. Huh. And I love it. I must. Not, I like I must bitter not things. It's not. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like you just eat coffee grounds most of the time. I do. I see like you that. doing that as a, as a mid afternoon snack. Yeah, keeps like me just, awake. Are there any coffee grounds left in the machine? Mm-hmm. And I say yep, and mm-hmm. you just eat them by the spoonful. Yeah, like grape nuts. Mm. Um, I remember reading a book about a kid uh, who comes home drunk, and one of the uh, the 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 housekeeper or whatever realizes that he's drunk and doesn't want him to get in trouble so gives him some coffee grounds to chew on mm-hmm. to cover the alcohol in his breath does that work i don't think that I works. i have no idea it might just then, be a way then to you punish, smell like kalua punish the kid for getting drunk yeah here oh that's this true. is gonna be yeah. really unpleasant when you barf mm-hmm. yeah it's true should have known better kid yeah um i don't remember if that was the same book as when the kid uh his buddies are daring one another to like run out into this into this field and touch this bloated dead cow and, uh, and run back. I feel like you've told me this before. And then he, he runs and he was just like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And then he runs and trips over a rock and just falls into the cow, into the cow, like shoulders deep. Ugh. Yeah. That was a pretty Dang. good book. It was, uh, it was a called red sky at morning. I bet that covered up the alcohol stench. Hey, speaking of, uh, speaking of books, don't you have some old business relating to books? Yes, we do. We have, uh, two great tips, um, for book reading. One by Michael, and he says the trilogy of Zabriel, Lirael, Lyrael, and Abhorson. Lirael. Lirael? Yeah, I'd say Lirael. Lirael. By Garth Nix, the Abhorson mm-hmm. trilogy, mm-hmm. which I've bought and uh, not read yet. Okay, but uh, on this recommendation, you bought it. I did. On so this it's starting to work. I bought it. Uh, he says it's a quick read, and it ranks up there with The Dark Tower on his list of great fantasy series. All right. Yeah. And uh, Curtin Denver also says, In the Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Um, he describes it as like Harry Potter, but written by a man. And for sli- uh, so competently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and uh, for a slightly more mature audience. And he s- says now that there's a third book coming out, and this is supposed to be a trilogy. I, I'm going to let them finish it before I start that. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I'm nervous, man. The Dark Tower, it'll burn me a little bit on uh, on the fantasy series that you get really into before it's finished. Mm. And uh, I am i don't know that George R.R. Martin's going to make it to the end of his epic. Do you think he's going to die Dude, bef- I mean, before eventually. he finishes? Oh, it yes. depends. I mean, it de- I don't know, man. Isn't it like, like if you if you extrapolate the rate at which the books have come out, how many are left and that's true and he's a large man and uh older gentleman also yeah yeah i don't know who knows you know they're doing all kinds of things but you haven't you haven't read read any of them have you no no i am i am inclined to stay away from that and the wheel of time and what's the wheel of time it's just another really really long uh i think that guy died Oh. Um, I don't remember if he finished the series or not, mm-hmm. but it's another really long fantasy series. Well, if it's like Frank and, Herbert, know, then his children the, can, uh, yeah, his children continue, can just continue to rape his corpse. It's like Hagar the Horrible. Oh, yeah? Is that, is that, is I that why that's so bad nowadays? Yeah, because his children didn't know, like know slightly, better. It's, it's terrible in a slightly different way than it used to be. Yeah. At least it's harmless. Like, Hagar the Horrible doesn't go on the, like, Johnny Hart jags where it's like, Hey, let's just offend every Muslim. 
or whatever. Mm. There was that there was that one where he implied that that Islam was a bunch of doo doo. Really? Yeah, I think by <laughs> just the the, uh, the the there was some. Is that was, what caused all the trouble two two years ago? Uh, yes. The cartoons. Yes. <laughs> That's every bit of it. Every bit of the trouble from two years ago was caused by this one episode of uh, or, uh, Strip. What do you call uh-huh. it? What do you call an individual comic? Uh, it's a Edition. newspaper podcast. <laughs> okay. News. Paper. Paper. News pod. Uh, yeah. No, there was like an outhouse and it was like, oh, look, the outhouse has uh, instead of just the regular moon, it has a moon and a star. And then the guy in the outhouse is like, boy, it sure does smell like fundamentalist bullshit in here wow. go to hell muslims it, God damn it was, really you know, something like that i don't huh. remember wow i can see why it caused so much trouble yeah see this is why you should stick to bloom county <laughs> that's my advice that's true yeah all right, we got a little bit more old business here. Uh, Heather writes, i'm catching up on shows on episode 34 and had two comments. Uh, only two? Um Please warn us before graphic descriptions of hand injuries. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. That I don't either. Uh, but we're unwilling to listen to the episode, so uh, we're yeah. never going to find out. Man, I remember uh, one time when uh, our our buddy Matt, who uh, later uh, plunged my Leatherman all the way, yeah, like the true. pocket knife on my Leatherman, all the way into his thigh. Mm-hmm. Um, he had gotten this bike rack and split the heel of his palm open uh, to the point where there was like a bunch of fat coming out of it. Wow. Did it look like a pink egg? Uh, no. No. No, it looked like an eye. A, a deviled egg. It looked like an eye, only instead of an eyeball inside it, it was like a bunch of bacon grease that had hardened on the huh. on, on the stove. Interesting. Yeah, it was nasty. I uh, once oh, cut... warning, cut. Uh, graphic uh, description of hand injury in negative 15 seconds. Um, and to prevent canker sores, eat less sugar, and to fix them, put a drop of apple cider vinegar on them. It's probably better to use the hippie stuff with that cloudy mother in it, uh, and they will be gone in a day. Love the show with all my thumbs, Heather. Um, you know, I don't know that I believe that that vinegar thing will work, but I'll try it. I have yeah, I some of know. that hippie apple cider vinegar because Rachel gave it to me to... Uh, uh, to potentially cure whatever was wrong with my one chicken that one that time, ate the and nail? then I gave it to her, and then she died. Not oh. Rachel, not Rachel. Okay, right. Yeah. No, Rachel did not die. Rachel the did chicken did. Rachel is alive. What was the chicken the named? Chicken died. Rachel. Uh, no, uh, the chicken's name was Penelope. Hmm. Yeah, probably died from having a bad name. Yeah, that's um, why a name is so important. Sure. Right. Penelope is the same in English and Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you it, can name your kid it, Penelope. It's a killer. Don't just don't feed him any nails. Mm-hmm. If you if you're tempted to vinegar crusted nails, <laughs> if you're tempted to oh we don't have quite enough breast milk. Let me let me fill the rest of this bottle up with nails because <laughs> I know you have a lot of nails laying around. Don't do it, Roy. That's my advice to you. Okay, as thank a, you. As an as a that's as a, g- good uh, fatherly advice. Father to be yeah. Uh, and the office troll continues. Polyamory can work, but it's not for everyone. I've been in a successful poly marriage for eight plus years. Mm, I'm guessing you've been in a marriage that's been teetering on the edge of a complete clusterfuck collapse for eight plus years <laughs> i i, I want to know more kidding. details sure, about I'm, this who who are are you the single male in the multiple marriage or are you one of many males and uh, are there many I've females a, how I've large is this seething nearly suicidal cuckold for eight plus years and it's fucking great <laughs> um no i 
like I said, I qualified my statement that everybody involved in these kind of relationships is fucking crazy by saying, I know that one of you is going to email me saying that you are the one person for whom it works out just perfectly. Well, we did only have one person email us. Sure. As a, as a you know, I, I think what I say still stands as a generalization. And if you are, say, you meet a girl and you're like, hey, this girl seems into me. I think that I'm going to try to sleep with this girl. And then later you find out that this girl already has a boyfriend. No matter how OK she is with sleeping with you, you still probably shouldn't because hmm. you probably don't want to get involved in that crazy drama. But he says a marriage. So I, w- I want to know more about this. He also says there are a lot of crazies. So yeah. he acknowledges oh, sure. that. I'm sure he runs into them all the time. Right. Because it's the kind of lifestyle and, where you're going to constantly run into crazies. He's also cold source, not equal canker source. Yeah, I, I know that, buddy. I never said that they were. Cold sores are herpes. I know that, buddy. I read the same internet that you did. Canker sores are caused by a bacteria native to some mouths, Spirogyra, if I remember correctly. Sounds like a great band name. Yeah. Um, Frank Zappa (laughs) is what causes my canker sores. Yeah. Um, Yeah, some people get them and some people don't, and they, they hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's see. You, you've also got marked down here old news from Alex, and then nothing is written underneath that heading. Yep, Roy. Sometimes, uh, <laughs> sometimes I think that you maybe don't know how documents work. Uh, it turns out I don't. <laughs> okay. So, is there any old news from Alex? Uh, there is some old news from from uh, Alex, and uh, he tells us about. Um, you had a guy writing in on a show for. Um, Working from home while while living in a, an extremely small apartment, I worked entirely from home for a long period of time and struggled with the same problem. Uh, this is a very long email, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But uh, he suggests, and I kind of like this: what you should do is uh, to change your clothes. Yeah, like, like one day, get up and put on a fireman's hat, <laughs> and then go be a fireman. Yeah, oh yeah, but yeah. from home, yeah, sure. That's, you know, I, I mean, it's mostly fire prevention. So if you're going to have a, a fire just happen in your home, then you're there right. in case it happens. And I mean, you can just call the people in your neighborhood and say, is anything on fire? And when they say no, say, good, keep mm-hmm. it that way. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be doing your part for fire safety in your neighborhood. Now, do you think it's enough to just call people or should you go door to door? Well, no, because then you're not working oh, because home then anymore, you're... right? Like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the problem. Well, you could just... Um... <clears throat> You could just go to your direct neighbors, any neighbor that is um, connected to your own property. Okay. Then, but you don't leave your property. Oh, you have you to just yell get, at them. You just throw rocks at uh-huh. their windows. Yes. Or the windows to get of, their their, attention. of their teenage daughters. It, yes. Right. Because they're on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is anything on fire over there? Because you are smoking. <laughs> That's what you say to them. And then, and then you know, maybe they, they, they need something for it. Maybe they're like, well, you mm-hmm. know, maybe tomorrow when you're dressed as an acupuncturist, oh. uh, I can come over and you can uh, poke me with something. Sure. That's, that's true. what they say. That, that's I how mean, that starts. You know, you, you also have a fireman's hose. That's, that's true. Right. Let's see what's, let's see what's coming mm-hmm. out of the fire hose today. Uh, so Alex says that what you should do is uh, change your clothes as if you're going to to work and uh, you have your work clothes on and uh, you don't do any leisure activities in um, these clothes. So you don't put on that suit. You put on your work suit. Right. You don't put on your latex uh, bodysuit with the mouth zipper and the cock holster. (laughs) No. 
<laughs> and uh, when you are ready for your leisure time and work is over, then you change again and uh, you put on your you know t shirt and jeans or or whatever. Uh, the the one uh, disadvantage there is if you're the kind of guy that compulsively checks Facebook like two or three times. Every he says that minutes, you shouldn't. Well, but if you if you do, you well then you're you failing. Spend most of your leisure time doing laundry. Yeah, that's true. Um, because you have to keep changing in and out. It's yeah. it's like dressing a baby. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of agree with that. I mean, that's something that I always admired from uh, Fred Rogers is that he would go to, you know, his TV show set and he would change his shoes and a sweater, you know, and then he was ready for, for the kids. The part of my mind that wants uh, to behave efficiently, it just g- catches fire when I think about doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also hate putting on shoes. I do. So the idea of changing shoes for no reason, for no practical reason, um, it just fills me with fills me with a lot of vibrations of, of horror. Uh-huh. Yeah, not good vibrations. No, no, no. Um, I well, I. I, I agree with what he's saying. Like sure. I, I think it is really important. The days that I get up and I work at home and I don't shower or change are really difficult for me. I don't feel like I really accomplish a whole lot. But when I do get up, have breakfast, do all the regular routine stuff, and then sit down and work, I accomplish a big block of you know usable stuff. It's always been weird for me because <clears throat> my morning routine is like get up, put on clothes, maybe brush my teeth if it's gross and just leave right and go do whatever i have to do i i just if i if i spend five minutes you stay home much longer then i stay home for two hours and and Mm -hmm. so i just i'm like all right i gotta get the fuck out of here before i before i understand what's happening Hmm. although now it's like check on the chickens and then sure yeah i mean mine is you know feed the animal although corinne does that sometimes feed the fish you know, do some fucking pawn things and then, um, you know, make make breakfast, right. pack lunches. You always show up to work at 4 p.m. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. And leave at six at quitting time. Well, Roy, let's take our first call. All right. Hi, Zach and Roy. I'm getting married this year. And considering I would never have met my fiance if I hadn't been inspired by Zach to become a web developer and move to Silicon Valley many years ago, I thought it only appropriate that you assist me with an issue we've been having. We're having a sort of destination wedding insofar as it'll be a two- or three-hour drive for most guests, and we expect most of them will want to spend the night. We're wondering if it's necessary, a good idea, or even appropriate to try to set up events other than the reception itself, or is it okay to basically hang out organically with our peers and close family and let everybody else fend for themselves? Would you feel jipped by having to spend a weekend somewhere but only knowing what you actually be doing for a few hours of it? Sign me Calipigian in Cupertino. Also, the uh, phone number on your Facebook page is incorrect, so you might want to fix that. Thanks. Bye. If uh, if you like like Roy uh, are wondering what Calipigian means, it means uh, having a big ass. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was wondering that. Yeah. Um, it means being attractive in the manner of a big ass woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Um, but that doesn't work for a man? Oh, I guess it probably does. Aren't some women attracted to big asses also? A big fat daddy? Yeah, yeah. What do they what do they call those? Chubby chasers? I guess so. I thought that was uh men who were into fat women, but it works the other way is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. 
All I, think, right. I think it's gender neutral. Okay. Um, so when I think of a wedding reception, I think of a thing that uh, lasts until question mark, question mark. Right. Um, and so I don't know if this is like you're getting married at six in the morning because you're crazy. And then the reception is from 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. Right. And then you're wondering if you, need to, if you need to set up uh, stuff for people to do. I don't think I've ever been to... Like wedding receptions always just turn into, they end up at a party somewhere after the wedding reception for the per, for whoever wants to get drunker. Sure. Right. And uh, either you arrange that ahead of time or somebody has an idea or somebody at the reception just invites everybody to something. Right. Which they've planned out, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be you. No, it right? doesn't. Or it just like okay, we're going to have a bunch of parties in separate hotel rooms. Like that, I feel like, has been more the norm in the weddings that I've been to, hmm. that it's wedding and then reception until the re- until the place that they're paying is to over. have the reception at closes, which is, you know, 10 or whatever. Right. And then, yeah, you just go back to the hotel room and get drunk. and Yeah, but he's saying a whole weekend, right? Uh, so what he's saying about organically, I, I assume it would be wedding reception and then, you know, like maybe breakfast or lunch. Well, but is it whole no. weekend or just overnight? I mean, I like... Well, even even if it is overnight, there is nothing else, like no official thing that's planned the next day. I, I don't think anyone expects that. And if if they no. do, they're, they're, they're wrong too. Well, um... You have fairly reasonable friends, um, but on on the skirts of society, I hear about um, weird wedding things that, that happen now. And a lot of them are these fucking weddings where people go to a destination and there's an itinerary of things that you can do, like... You know, like this is an actual example. The bridesmaids or all the women in the, you know involved in the wedding can go and have pedicures together, and then they go and play volleyball or something. And then all the men meet up. This is no horseback riding. Sorry, not not volleyball, polo, something, something involving horses, soccer. <laughs> and then and all they, the men go so they, and they, they play soccer with their pedicures still wet, and then they sell the soccer balls that are painted up, yeah, uh, to charity. Mm-hmm. They sell them to charity. <laughs> to charity. Um, or, and you know, and then all the men um, go and play golf on the morning of the fucking wedding. You know, and then you're supposed to do all that stuff and then go to, like, the wedding isn't enough. So there are all these other events planned. Yeah, fuck that. That's for crazy That's people. stupid. Um, you know, if, if you want to do something, what you could do is find out what's going on around there, like what exists right yeah and like you it's could, double ticket night at gamestop gamestop game works it's double i thought it was gamestop it's double ticket i mean gamestop is like where you go oh, buy, right. buy video, video games. games yeah game works is um, where you it's play double them. it's double coupon day at fry's grocery store um so you can find out you know what what the place is like where where you're at and include that if you want in the information for guests but you don't have to plan anything no yeah look at like basically just do a google map search for star uh, so that everything shows up and then just give people a map that you've printed out with just hundreds of little (laughs) bubbles pointed at it and then an illegible list of the things that those bubbles indicate Uh Uh, this only works if you're in a place where there's a lot of stuff Hmm. i'll only print up half of them so they'll have to share 
Yeah, give give each person, give each person one uh, one tiny section of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they it makes them make them friends. Together. It's like a Catholic. Uh, it's like a Catholic wedding where there's part of it where they make you introduce yourself to somebody. <laughs> that's so you know. Uh, that's so you have at least one person to get drunk with at a hotel room. Yeah, later. that's true. After the reception, um, I, I once went to a very much a destination wedding, which was out in the middle of the desert, and. Um, you know, there's a wedding and then like a meal and then there was... Wait, are you, are you sure that this wasn't just somebody told you that Burning Man was their wedding? <laughs> I'm very sure. Uh, and then the reception just went on until, you know, until whenever. Question question. You know, and pretty much everyone who was older or, you know, a family member went home and then, well, you know, all the friends were, stayed around. They were around. paying to use the desert. They, they our, our ancestors conveniently stole it from the Native Americans. That's true. So that we could just fuck around and burn tires in it. <laughs> yes, and throw them into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, that'd be a great. That'd be a great wedding activity. <laughs> so at 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 eight thirty, all of the all of the tire women, burning. Yeah, all of the women will go uh, bake a cake, and all of the men will throw burning tires into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> That's true. Ah, now you have to get married near the Grand Canyon. Yeah, no, no, I kind of want to get married again so that uh-huh. I can do this. Yeah, well, we could. Actually, yeah, I mean, you, don't have you to have get to get, get a special permit. You could just, you could. Oh, just you can have just a, do that. Throw right? burning tires yeah. into the Grand Canyon. Just have party. a party that is just that. Yep. Huh. Yep. Yeah. That's it's bur- it's called burning Burning Man. <laughs> um. Oh boy. Roy, let's go to Burning Man. Let's do. I I think that maybe we should go. We were told about Burning Man eighteen years ago, or yeah. something like yeah, that. I like that when, all, when it, it actually was a cool thing. But we should, for the sake of our listeners, we should go to Burning Man and then record an audio guide, the Outsider's Guide to Burning Man, oh. and just go around and like, look at these assholes. <laughs> what are they on? <laughs> look at that girl. She's naked. Yeah, that's true. Ugh. Where can I get a burrito? <laughs> we could just uh, pretend to do that. We could just walk around my yard. Yeah, that's uh, true. Doing that. Mm-hmm. I can work some, from home. Yeah, you mean. put some things in the yard that make noise so that people would believe that we were, whoa, that car mm. looks like Godzilla. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'd put up some notes or maybe photographs of things from That previous. car looks like Mothra. Burning, They're fighting. Burning Man's. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to get hurt. I thought Burning Man was over anyway. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, for this year? Yes, I think okay. it's over. I, it was so, just over when I saw it on Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. I think that there uh, there are a lot of people doing cool things at Burning Man, and then there is a pretty big, like, creepy sex pervert contingent that sure. gives it a bad name and ruins it for everybody who just who just wants to go and eat peyote and... Right, have an know, experience. ...stare at the world's tallest pinwheel or whatever. Right. The, the Geodesic dome. The art people have built. Um... I feel like Coachella is the new Burning Man. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? I also uh, feel like Coachella is dead. Yeah. Do you think that uh, that Lollapalooza is the new Coachella? <laughs> I do. I think the Horde tour is to Burning Man what Lollapalooza is to Coachella. And I feel like the Juggalo gathering is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new hot. Is the new Horde tour. <laughs> uh, and Skeletor is the new Hordak. <laughs> Let's take another call. Hey, guys, hot dog. I'm calling because um, I'm currently in a weird situation. Uh, you know, usually I w- might have called and asked about girl troubles, but I actually got a girl. I'm I'm 20 and uh, I'm you know a sophomore at a university, and 
I met a girl and she's great and everything's going well, except for my academic studies. There's a good, good possibility of me not returning to my university, but staying in town and just being here. My parents are in town too. But and either going to a community college or going into the workforce or doing something else. Uh, but I just don't know if I should stick with a girl because I'm not sure if that would be fair to her. And I'm not sure. We've only been dating for like a month, but it's been very good for both of us. And we've been very close. And right now I'm during holidays and I miss her dearly. But just any advice? Um, so you're going to, uh, stay in town and, uh, join the workforce. Um, but you're, uh, uncertain whether this is fair to the girl who is still in college and going to have a college experience. But you know, that's, I mean, it's like you, real fucking life. You could just be that creepy guy who hangs out on campus. That's true. You could sit in on classes and just pretend that you're taking you could them. Walk around with a backpack and nobody will ever know. You could probably get it. You could probably get away with pretending that you were still in school and even your girlfriend wouldn't know. That's true. She wouldn't. So you should try it. Yeah. You could just whenever whenever she was like, oh, what class did you just get out of? Uh, you'd be like, oh, um, chemistry <laughs> with Dr. Poblano. Right. Yeah. I, I had him know, last would, semester. She, it was really hard. She wouldn't be able to she wouldn't be able to find it in the curriculum. But like, you know, she would just assume she heard you wrong. Well, it's an independent study. You you make those up yourself. Oh, sure. OK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dr. Poblano is a very respected man in academia. Yeah, he's got a lot of papers published mm-hmm. at the grocery store. Yes. Uh, um, because they're all chili related. It's It's weird that you'd be. You know, it's like, all right, so here's this relationship that's going really well, but something that doesn't really have a lot to do with the relationship might change in the future. So I'm wondering if I should bail on it. It could be that their relationship is uh, only between classes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, once once he went over to her house. Which really like, any nope, relationship. <laughs> well, except relationships that take place only during class. That is true. Yeah, those are hard. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe this is a girl who he's got some weird like eyes wide shut thing where he goes he goes into his one class and she just takes his hand and leads him under the bleachers and has sex with him. Right. right? And so he's like, all right, well, if I'm not in school, then I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. That's true. Yeah. But yeah. again, you can probably still get in there. What you do is you go and you have somebody make you a costume and then you, you go there, even though you're not really supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. No, it's fine. Yeah. Um, the secret college police won't won't beat you up or anything. Hi, Zach and Roy. This is Ziggy Zagnet. I collect a couple of different things, old coins, uh, lighters, old straight razors and shaving equipment, old books, things like that. And they're starting to cost me some money. My question is this. At what point do you abandon a hobby um, because of how much it's costing you? And I'll take my answer off the air. Thank you. I'm going to say never. I'm going to say that you have to just yeah. figure out a way to make more money to support your hobby. Well, I I think that what you should do is you should continue doing this and you open up your own store of uh, old coins, lighters, and, uh, and rusty, shaving equipment. And rusty straight razors. 
Yeah, yeah everyone uh, loves those. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could probably sell them to some clowns. Or I mean, going to any Ed, <laughs> some Ed clowns, Gein. some Ed Gines yeah. <laughs> might be interested. Yeah, Ed Gein Emporium. Um, you know, any comic book store that you go into that is independent, uh, which all of them are, um, you yeah, know, there's no comic book store is ever successful enough to become a big conglomerate. No, that's true. Yeah. Like the, the largest one, uh, closed down recently and it was here. Um, was that really the largest comic shop? Yeah, in apparently. Huh. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Cause right? they had like three or four, four stores. Hmm. You know, and they, uh, we're, we're talking about Atomic uh, Comics. That was, though, it is almost as though, for all of our yelling on the internet, we are a total niche market that is insignificant in the grand scheme of American capitalism. Yeah, it's true. I mean, uh, the makers of uh, Scott Pilgrim included, you know, Atomic Comics in the story so that there is one in New York, but there's totally not one in New York. Mm -hmm. They only exist in Arizona, and now they don't exist anymore. Um, but Here's that guy, that guy, here's was the problem for him. His hobby was installing cameras in ladies rooms and yeah, masturbating to video of women peeing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and his that managers. got too expensive to him after all of the lawsuits and him having to not pay his taxes sure. so that he could continue to install those cameras. Yeah, that's true. I have no idea if it was the owner that was doing that. Or no, was, I think it was the general was manager who did that. Store managers. Uh, but that would have uh, gotten yeah, expensive. Well, but, I mean, but now everybody believes it. <laughs> Um, but all of those stores are started by people who just collected so many comics that they eventually, eventually just they started a, a store. Was like, you've got to get rid of these fucking comics, right? Like, what? It's an investment. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Well then, then, then start start showing some returns. Mm -hmm. That's what she said. That, that I mean, that's literally what she said. That wasn't yeah, like a no. joke. Right? Yeah, that's what yeah. she said. But then you never sell them. Nobody ever, nobody ever does. Like, oh, Make I've a display this, case. I've got this Lego, this Star Wars Lego collection in here that someday I will sell them and put my kids through college. Well, like, you're not no, going to do that, but you're also not collecting them to the point where it's interfering with, um, you know, no, like I'm paying the bills. collecting them to the point where it would interfere with a normal person's ability to pay the bills. That's Well, it's all relative, right? Sure. You know, like sometimes uh, rusty razors are very expensive to someone, and yeah. sometimes they're Maybe not. Maybe you get the razor that Jack the Ripper used to uh, shave. Yeah, you true. thought it was going to be like murder somebody, but no, it's just the one that mm -hmm. he shaved with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not as valuable. Yeah. But it is valuable. But it is still extremely rusty. Mm -hmm. um, old books, it seems like that could get expensive in a hurry. It could. You know, like, I like mean, a, you could sell them. A first you could edition, trade an old the books. Bible signed by the author. Mm -hmm. That's going to get really expensive. Mm -hmm. Bible author. Yeah. That, you, they abandon that one right away. Mm -hmm. um, you know, have a, if you have a hobby that has a sort of a, a, a reasonable and finite scope, then that's easier. Right, but if you if it's something that could coins, keep, like, lighters, and shaving yeah, stuff, there's a that's, lot of coins. There's no end to that. Like you'll start getting. You'll start getting. You'll be like, all right, I've got every American coin ever. Uh, maybe I'll move on to foreign coins, and then mm. it's like maybe I'll move on to like ancient Roman gold coins, <laughs> and maybe I'll get some doubloons. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's never gonna end. Are those? Uh, isn't it in Papua New Guinea where they have those big stone coins that they move from place to place? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, also, uh, I was recently talking about uh, uh, buy, buying some gold and minting a bunch of coins with a picture of my balls on them. Ah. Huh. Um, in the hopes that one day there would be some sort of cataclysm that befell 
the world and that the only thing left was those coins and so you can't plan that everybody would just you know through like how much for that gallon of water oh that'll be 30 zacks nut sacks because that's oh. what they will call them zacks nut sacks gold zacks nut sacks hmm. yeah gold goldman sacks oh. yep hey zach and roy this is tim a longtime listener I love the show. I listen to it all the time, and you have answered a couple questions of mine before. Uh, so my question is, uh, my birthday is uh, Christmas Eve, and I haven't had a birthday party in years. Uh, I'm going to be 26, and uh, it's really, really hard to get people together for uh, my birthday uh, on the holidays there. So what, uh, what should I do? Love the show. Take it easy. Bye. Here's what I suggest. Oh, wait, you had an idea, Roy. Yeah, I, I think you should celebrate uh, your birthday as if you were in Australia. So it's like opposite, and it would be birthday in July. Oh, okay. Um, what I was going to suggest was on Christmas Eve, just disappear. Just go into hiding. Like, save up some money, um, maybe in gold. Uh, go to Mexico for a while. Just, like, go to some little beach community where, like, for 50 bucks, you can have, like, six months worth of pinto beans and tequila, right? Mm -hmm. Lay low until Easter and then come back and say, oh, it was amazing. I died in a fiery car crash on Christmas Eve and then, lo, I was reborn on Easter and then from then on, your birthday's on Easter. Oh, I see. And then you'll totally be able to get people to come to your party on Easter because you'll be like, we've got eggs. They're hidden all over the place. Right, that's true. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. going to smell really bad if you guys don't find them. So it's critical that you come right. to this party. Because they, they should be fresh eggs. Uh, and if you're, if you're young, uh, which I think you are, you said you're 26, uh, this is the perfect time for you to hide eggs with uh, condoms or tiny bottles of booze in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or those joints. Those have to be pretty big eggs. I think you need those pantyhose eggs. Mm, so you're yeah. going to need somebody who goes through a lot of pantyhose. Mm-hmm. Um, Ask your mother. Be like a, uh, yeah, who, who uses a lot of pantyhose? Well, pantyhose that come in eggs like that? Your mother does. <laughs> really? Just your mother? Um, the, you, a mother. Your mother back in the 80s. <laughs> do, do they even sell those anymore? There were legs, right? Like L apostrophe E-G-G-S. I think so. Something like that. Yeah, uh, they probably clever. also sold shoulder pads in those. I bet, I bet somebody, uh, I bet somebody got, got a promotion for coming up with that. I always thought show. those were awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a because plastic. Because they're like ostrich eggs or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like a plastic container mm-hmm. with some stuff in it. Like it's, it's yeah, like but the stuff wasn't that exciting as a little kid. kid. Yeah, well, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, maybe you. I got pretty excited about it. Really? That was, was like, like a hose? Yeah, I'd put them on my head and be like, look at oh, me. I'm a bank robber. I'm a bank robber. Yeah. So yeah give okay, me all your money. I, I see that. Don't hit the silent alarm. Wait, that mm-hmm. hasn't been invented yet. Never mind. Really? They didn't have silent alarms I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> in 1980? Yeah. yeah this is a, I, I don't think this was invented until Ocean's Eleven came oh, out. Yeah, that's true. No, good point. Hi, Advice Hot Dog. Uh, I have a, a problem that I could use your advice on. Um, I'm an extreme night owl, and I'm going to have to rejoin the real world uh, in January. So uh, my question to you is, how do I change from falling asleep at like four or five in the morning and sleep until the early afternoon and start getting up uh, at a reasonable time? Uh, thanks. You can sign me uh, Night Owl of the North. Okay, thanks. You know, it's weird. We were just talking about this today at the office because uh, 
one of the one of the guys that we work with was was trying to deal with this issue himself. Mm-hmm. Um, having mm-hmm. a very unstructured work environment is just as bad as not working. As far as this goes, I for a really long time when I first quit my my day job to to do what I'm doing. I you mostly a, worked at night. Yeah, I, 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 I like it got to the point where I was like going to bed at like nine in the morning and getting up at mm-hmm. four or five at night. And it was awful. Like I got I got plenty of work done and it was, you know, it was fine. But you don't get anything else done. Yeah. You don't ever see anyone else. That's true. Too. Uh, when you they want to go out when night, you want to go yeah, to lunch and, and like. Right. And, and you're like if you if you're like, oh, I think I might want to go out to the bar. It's like, well, I. I kind of just got up, so this is like getting drunk for breakfast, and then right. I have the whole day ahead of me after the bar closes. Um, he was talking about uh, having gotten the advice to take uh, melatonin supplements uh, from oh, somebody, really? and they said that that works for them. Is it immediate, though? I, I feel like you need to sort of slowly get yourself in a closer schedule. Yeah, I that is the kind of thing that taking melatonin supplements is the kind of thing that scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Like because you can I mean, I mean, maybe this shouldn't scare me because this is something that you can fairly easily trick your body into producing more of it. Right. right? And it's, it's not, not like, like taking harmful, the ambient. It's not like a harmful thing. Yeah. But but like, you know, I, I, I've read that like keeping the lights real dim at night, like don't be in brightly lit environments. Oh, during, uh, during know, the night, during yeah, the night makes time. Sense. Yeah, and then you'll actually be tired of him. So for me, like what pushed me over the edge from, uh, I would say that I've been getting up between eight and nine in the morning for the last like three and a half years mm-hmm. at this point. I pretty, get up at seven thirty pretty regularly. Um, and what did it for me was going to Europe for a couple of months and then coming back and being super fucking jet lagged. And uh, when I would normally have been waking up at three in the afternoon, I woke up and it was like eight in the morning and I was like, okay. And I, you just stayed up. I'm going to deal with this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay up until midnight and I'm going to go to bed and then I'm just going to get up again at eight. And like, it just worked. Right. And, I, and I managed to like, every time I saw it starting to drift, I would set my alarm a little bit earlier and then it would, I, uh, I was reading uh, this thing the other day about like they interviewed like 50 people and it was like, what's the secret to your creativity or whatever? And one person and this is the first time I'd ever encountered anybody else who like did this as a sort of lifestyle decision. But talking about the idea of setting your alarm for like an hour or an hour and a half before you need to get up and then just snoozing through it. Like Hmm. hitting the snooze button for an hour, which is what I would do. All other things being equal. Um, mostly, I mean, like if I like now when I have a girlfriend that is nice and doesn't like get mad at me and make me stop doing that, it just mm. because mostly she sleeps through it. It would probably right. annoy the shit out of her if she was awake or a light sleeper. So I can understand it. But, um, I think it's because then you actually get up at the time that you want to. Yeah. Or thereabouts. And mm-hmm. it, for whatever reason, I never feel like sleep is as restful as the seven or eight minutes of sleep that I get between two yeah, why bursts do you think that of is? the snooze alarm. I think it's just because you're aware of it. I don't think that mm-hmm. it is actually restful. Mm-hmm. I think it is because you're, ha- you're, you're sleeping very shallowly and you're just lying there thinking, yeah, I'm asleep. This mm-hmm. rules. Yeah, I still have this. But you're, m- also this do- you're also doing all of this other like sort of background mental work. That's and- um, when I take naps during the day, that's kind of what my naps are like, because I go to sleep thinking about a bunch of stuff and then sort of like new things come up. And then when I wake up, um, those things are more in order. Yeah. 
I'll be dreading working on something at work. And then one day I will just wake up and go into work and just do it all. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why this seemed like such an insurmountable thing before. And and the reason it did is because I hadn't figured out how to do it yet. And it took, it took that subconscious right. working to, we've sort of strayed from the, no, from I, the question, um, but. I mean, what you're suggesting about going going to Europe uh, is is a good su- suggestion. But for those who can't uh, do that, uh, what you right, can because do you have to go there long enough to get adjusted to that sleep schedule. Right. So I, I had to go for a couple of months. Um, I have heard of people uh, just staying up, you know, longer than I've never had that work. Really? Yeah. I, like every once in a while, we get to the point and be like, "All right, I'm just going to do it." But then you're just miserable for the for the like one period of 36 hours that you have to stay awake, uh, right? That's... It just sucks, and or you just can't hack it, and so you end up going to bed at mm-hmm. you know noon. But the, then you the do go day. to bed. Yeah, but then you wake up at midnight, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, no, cool, no, I don't mean at noon to actually stay up the the yeah, entire but it's, time. But it's really hard. I mean, mm-hmm. it. it in in my experience, that doesn't work. I, th- there are maybe people who can do it, but it's never worked for me. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that I had a better answer. I mean, also, like, if you have external factors forcing you to get up at a specific time... You just kind of do it. It regulates pretty fast, mm-hmm. right? Like, because you just have to. You yeah. you have to do it. Like, the first day that, that you went to bed at 5 and you have to get up at 8, you're like, wow, today fucking sucks because I'm right so then you're sleep. actually gonna so go to bed at tired nine or ten go, or whatever. well you're probably not right you're gonna try and go to bed at nine or ten and then you're gonna lay there unable to fall asleep until like three and then you're gonna have five hours of Maybe. sleep the next sure. day and then the, the next night you're gonna manage to go to sleep at two it's yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, this is a personal choice that she's a night out not because she's having a hard time sleeping well sure but once you get on the once you get on the schedule, it's, it's, it's just it's tricky yeah. to it's tricky mm-hmm. to change it. You know, uh, during the day, I mean, if you wake up whenever you wake up, you know, opposite to what you were saying about the lights, is be in a brightly lit area. Yeah. Go outside. Get one of those alarm clocks that lights a giant gas powered spotlight, mm. uh, maybe with a Batman uh, symbol on it, mm-hmm. and points it at your bed. Yeah, yeah, because then you wake up and you're like, I'm Batman. Yeah, tell your friends. Mm-hmm. Roy, do we have any more business to take care of before the stinger? Yes, we do. We have a little bit. Um, I have picked out all of the shirts I'm going to send out for the t-shirt exchange. And um, those are all going out this week. And we also have six more spots for those of you who have asked. Uh, Someone sent in a question about that, and I forgot who it was. So um, the answer is yes, there are six more spots. Um, Also... I have a request for anyone who has sent in a question that they feel should have been answered and wasn't. Uh, Please resubmit that question because sometimes those fall through the cracks. Uh, If we still think it's too lame, we won't answer it. Right, like if we think you're a big pathetic fat loser. Yeah. If you send us a question and we don't answer it, it's probably because we think that about you. Sure. But please re- resubmit your questions. Yeah. And, uh, you know, make sure you listen to all, all of the uh, Hot Dog Family casts, which are video games Hot Dog and Family Hot Dog. Yeah. Uh, Josh was talking about having been recording new episodes of Family Hot Dog. Yeah. 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 I they, hope so. They back on that horse. Yeah, I think so. All right. Mm-hmm. I should listen to them, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting. You got me scared about the burping. Uh I I, th- I think maybe you heard what I what I was saying. 
and I, I've taken over. I've picked up that candle. Yeah, thank you. You know that candle, like mm-hmm. they carry from place to place. That that event in the Olympics where you you put a candle in your ass and swim across a lake, and then you have to meet uh-huh. somebody in the middle of the lake. Yeah, and, and transfer a candle. candles mm-hmm. without using your hands. I feel like you just light the their candle with yours, oh, right? Oh, right. Yeah, because it's like sharing knowledge with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like you light yeah. the candle in their ass, mm-hmm. but the flame in the candle in your ass doesn't go out. No keeps going Roy if somebody wanted some wisdom like the wisdom that I just dropped on everybody just then how would they go about getting it Uh, first they would go to our website advicehotdog.com and there they would see links to uh, our gmail account which is advicehotdog at gmail.com or twitter at advicehotdog you can follow us there or you can go to facebook dot com slash advice hot dog and you can like us please like us on facebook and uh tell your friends and then you can also submit your questions there or you could uh give us a phone call to this correct telephone number which is 769-218-9225 we really like uh phone calls so yeah, please we do. please send them in this was an enjoyable show tonight listening yeah it to was these phone calls and uh you can also send us some uh postcards or full letters, packages, whatever you would like. Yeah, you it, send us a box of crap that you didn't want to move. Exactly. From your house in Atlanta to your apartment in New York. Uh, Advice Hot Dog, P.O. Box 41774, Mesa, Arizona, 85274. And we haven't ha- asked for this in a while, but uh, please review us on iTunes or give us a rating. Uh, that helps people see our podcast and more people get to listen to it. And it warms our hearts. It warms our hearts when we, we, we get that feedback from you guys. And, and you don't feel like in those reviews that you need to ask us for advice. You know, you just maybe want to say how we've touched your lives mm-hmm. and improved everything for you and how sure. you, you thought you thought that everything was as dark as it was possible for it to be. But then you saw you saw the dawn, the dawn of a new age. The mm-hmm. Age of Advice Hot Dog. Sure. Roy, are you ready for the I am. I'm ready. Uh, this is another one from the big list of stingers that Giarge sent us a while back. In or out? Where I'm going to suggest that the answer to this one is in and out. And their delicious secret hidden menu. Oh, you can what's get, the hidden menu? You can get the animal style, uh, where they cook the burgers with mustard and... Um, they put extra sauce on it, but you say animal style without the extra sauce or spread, I think they call it. What's and the extra sauce? Is that more mustard? Like, yeah, no, it's like uh, Thousand Island, I think. It's it's whatever the, the spread is. That they, it's like Thousand Island with chopped up onions in it, maybe. Huh. Or something, I don't know. It's a secret. I don't right. know the secret sauce. Right, right, no. Okay. I only know the secret menu. You can ask for the Flying Dutchman, which mm-hmm. is a burger with no bun, I guess. Really? Yep. How do they serve um, it to you? Uh, Just like on a, on a piece on a, of paper? Maybe on a piece of paper or maybe in a piece of lettuce. Flying... No, that's protein style. If you get it protein style, they put it in a piece of lettuce mm-hmm. um, for you. Uh, you can uh, you can ask for your burger in the cranberry zone, which means that after you uh, after you go through the drive through and pick up your order, uh, they will follow you to wherever you park your car in the parking lot and come out and give you a hand job. Oh. Why aren't more people getting that one? Well, they are. That's why those places are so crowded all the time. Oh, you see okay. all those cars outside, but you go in and there's nobody there. I That's didn't why. know this. Yeah, because everybody's I've been in doing the it wrong all day. Why haven't you shared this with me? I thought you knew. I didn't know. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, we, I learned it from my friend from California because they would never shut up about how great In-N-Out was. And I went and I had the burgers and I was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Yeah. It's not even that good. Now and I know. They were what, like, oh, they were talking wait about. until you try the secret menu. I buddy. see. Okay. Yeah. I Try think that. I think we've solved that one. Mm-hmm. Lickety yeah. split. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode of Advice Hot Dog. Thanks.